Thank you for downloading this podcast. We hope you enjoy it. So, we're, we've got cla- we're on our classic now. Classic sketches now. I certainly recall quite a bit. Some of these. Yes. <laughs> right, this is uh, Series 1, Episode 8 of Mods Python's Flying Circus, Full Frontal Nudity. Mm-hmm. Fiona. Yes? What a general overview. Ah. Uh-huh. Um, well, did it get too silly? It did get a bit too silly at some point. <laughs> um, but... You know, and obviously you would have no idea that I was enjoying it because my laughter was very much internal. I saw you quake with laughter at one point. <laughs> I saw you, I saw your body move okay. with laughter. Possibly for the first time in this podcast series. <laughs> um, so yes, it's very much, as you say, getting there. But um, <laughs> there were some weaker bits as well. When, does, when, when do you think you actually start wanting to watch this? Never, ever. Who says I would? <laughs> Do you look forward to it? Yeah. It's okay. interesting. All right, okay. Right, tell me, tell me something interesting then. Well, I like going things, things chronologically. I know you do. I hate that. I gotta stop it. that. Okay. Um, well, should we start with the dead parrot sketch? Because it's the famous one. The, the, the famous one. You've heard of this then? I've heard of this. I, in fact, quite a few of the, well, certainly the sort of long rant that John Cleese does. Mm-hmm. I, I could I couldn't recite, but I've heard it recited to mm-hmm. me so many times that, um, and it is funny. By me? No. I was going to say, don't make it seem like I'm an annoying person who just quotes Monty Python at you all the time. No. But um, but yeah, I mean, it is. It is, I think, a very good part for John Cleese in terms of ranting on about trying to prove something that's obviously true. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and yeah, he does do it very well. He comes up with so many ways of saying this parrot is dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is funny. I just um, found when it went to the Bolton bit, it actually detracted from it. Oh, oh, interesting. Did you not? Uh, why did you think it detracted from it? I think because that probably got too silly. Right. Even though, obviously, the whole concept of the original thing is ridiculous. <laughs> it's a bit silly, but there's a, there's a limit to how silly There's a limit to how silly it, it is. And I don't recall that bit at all, even though I thought I knew the, the sketch quite well. No, well, when that sketch, as you may as you may see in the future, when that sketch comes up again, all right. um, that bit tends not to be Repeated. done. They tend to, find uh, a, they tend to find a punchline for the end of the... Of the sketch itself, mm. um, rather than going, but whereas I was thinking, oh, you don't often because you don't often get the bolt and not love, but I, I actually enjoyed that probably the most. Not love line was actually quite funny. That it's, it's a palindrome of Bolton would be not love. Yeah, just because yeah. you know, not love sounds funny. <laughs> I thought because I, I thought in that in that bit that was from Michael Palin's best performance was when he was being the other pet shop owner. The brother. Yeah, just being a bit kind of uh, shifty. And kept and on pushing his moustache under him. And kept on pushing his moustache on. 
Yes, yeah. even more shifty than the first picture. But do you think? I know it's difficult to. It's bad to look at the internal logic of a Python sketch, but was it meant to be the same person pretending to be his brother, who had also gone to Bolton? Well, <laughs> I thought it was quite funny actually when Cleese came back in, looked at him, looked around, went, "Wait a minute, this is the same," and then saw his own bird cage he had left in, yes. the, in the first pet shop was still there. Um. And it was also kind of clever because they'd obviously used the same set. If there was oh, yes. And, uh, and they weren't trying to hide the fact. You know, they always yeah. made a thing of it. So, um, But there was quite a few bits in this one, that more than we've seen before, I think, where they start to make very clear that you are watching an artificial, you know, what you're it watching is artificial. Think, well, the fact that the colonel would stop the sketch oh, and yeah. start talking to the people. No, that... When he first did that, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. It's like, nope, I haven't had a funny line yet. <laughs> so I'm stopping it. So I'm stopping it. I thought mm-hmm. that, yeah, I did think that was mm-hmm. funny. And then when he stopped the hermit sketch, going so far as to get even the behind-the-scenes people. Yes. Again, we're coming. And then he so said John Cleese dressed as a hermit but with an overcoat on. And, and yeah, well, he's done doing an interview. <laughs> Doesn't bother me. Keep moving. Yeah, I suppose they did... Um, Acknowledge that you were watching something mm-hmm. being recorded. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, <laughs> in in a category I like to call things I remember from my childhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, towards the end, uh, when Eric Idle was the sociologist TV presenter, about uh, the old... he was eating a yogurt. Oh yeah. Do you remember when yogurt pots were thick at the bottom and thin at the top? No. Oh, I do remember that. Uh, and right at the very beginning. The It's Man sitting in his comfy chair, in the, his deck chair. Mm. How many chairs did you have that had that exact deck chair pattern on them? What was it? Stripey? Sort of flower, orange and yellow. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I think there still is one in your mum and dad's but, shed. <laughs> probably. But I never had the weed canopy. No, the little canopy. No, no, that, was that was like the deluxe model, no. wasn't it? No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Okay, anything else interesting? What about all the um, Vox Pops in this uh, uh, this one? Oh, like pe- Vox Pops. The Pepper Pops, Flasher and the Policeman kind of thing. Yes. Um, I thought they were good. Of the Permissive Society. I thought they were really good. Um, because obviously you knew that they were asking all of them whether full frontal nudity was acceptable on mm-hmm. television or something. Um, and I also, I quite enjoyed the um, native saying, no, not in these parts. But I know I shouldn't. Yes, yeah, so it was a, it was a, perhaps you couldn't you could you couldn't have somebody blacked up like that. You could have you know you could have a, a like a Zulu native saying mm. that, but you couldn't have somebody blacked up. Well, I hadn't it. even appreciated it. it. Was someone blacked up? Oh, it did, I think it was Terry Jones. Oh, to be it? honest, yes, I think it was Terry Jones. Um, mm-hmm. No, they, I thought the Fox Box were all pretty good actually. Okay. Uh, what about the? Um, on the Vox Pops, before we move on from them, there was one bit where it was uh, Terry Jones and Graham Chapman as two naked men. Oh, yes. And just that they said their bit, which was about, you know, would you do? Oh, I don't think so. When they were obviously, well, they were supposed to be fully nude. But we and only then, saw the waist up. Yeah, and then Terry Jones just kind of... Do you think that was planned, or he just did that? I'm not sure. But maybe not, but... Uh, I like the idea yeah. of them just ad-libbing extras. Yeah. Because that's mm-hmm. the kind of thing they would do, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so, the talking about the colonel, we spoke about that, so we had the... Um, but then the mob turned up. 
we didn't take talk about that. No, well, I was going to speak about the first sketch. Oh, right. I want to leave the army sketch because it's a bit dangerous. Yes. I thought he was. Uh, who was? Is that Chapman? That was, no, Chapman, Chapman was the colonel. Eric Idle was, uh, was the. He was soldier very, who wanted to leave. He was very good as a sort of naive, mm-hmm. especially. Um, can't remember his turn of phrase, but it was, it was like. Oh, can you remember what he actually said? Yeah, is it the bit about? Um, the real killer and everything. No cross barley fingers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what? Why is cross barley fingers? Well, I'm, I'm, I don't, it's not, an, not a um, phrase that I'm pretty familiar with, but I assume it was like, you know, pretending. Yeah, yeah. Cross yeah, fingers. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I assumed that was what that was. Yeah. But yeah, what I also liked for that was he had to then just sit in the background of the whole next sketch uh-huh. and, and sort of not pull focus away from mm. the next sketch, but equally... Still be there if, if you happen to glance at him for any point of time. Which was indeed the Vercotti brothers coming in to offer the army a protection racket. And, um, yeah, I thought they were quite good, but a bit too stereotypical kind of thing. Oh, okay. I love their no, sunglasses. They were very cool. Yeah. There was no depth to their character. Okay. They were just doing the one thing. But, uh, but I liked it when they kept accidentally knocking things over to show that the yeah. things could get broken. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Chapman also called them eye ties at one point. Ah, you probably get away. It's a character you might get away with. Well, uh, should this really be a podcast where we basically just point out all the things in Monty Python that you might not get away with today? I think you can reflect. Is that fair? Oh no, I just think you can reflect on the era that it was set, and mm-hmm. that's one element to reflect, as well as the decor of the deck chairs, and as well as you know all mm-hmm. the other things that we would notice that it's different to today. Mm-hmm. Did you notice anything else that was different today as you were watching the uh, the program? I know I'm springing questions on you to try and do a flow of consciousness a bit like Monty Python. Do you see what I'm doing there? No. Is one of them missing? No. No, I'm not. I'm not suggesting there's anything you might notice. Oh, okay. They're just things that are different from today. What about department stores? You don't have them not so much anymore. When he was running through with the bride. Yes. And you're just like, oh, that does look dated. <laughs> I was hoping for something like a CNA to come up or something. <laughs> I think it was a, I think I think it was a shop that is now defunct. Is it, I think it's called John Sandals. I didn't recognise. Uh, yeah, I don't realise the name. It might just be a local place. Yes. Well, should we talk about the bed scene? Buying a bed. Yes. So there was the guy that said things ten times their length. Oh yeah. Um, his, his numbers are ten times too big. The other one is you have to times it by three. Three times too small. Um. And when he said mattress to the third one, they had to stand in the tea chest and sing Jerusalem to and write take things. The bag off his head. Um, all too silly. <laughs> really? Yeah. You found no humour in that at all. I mean, occasionally when they were like, apart from that, he's a, he's perfectly fine. <laughs> but no, it was it was just too surreal, too beyond it. Sorry. Okay. Did you uh, quite enjoy that one? I, well, uh, the one that I didn't enjoy was John Cleese came in as one of the other salespeople oh. who came in. And yes, for, uh, the first time he pointed at them, just one at each of the bride and groom, as if to say, don't do it again, or you. <laughs> and then when he came back again, he did the sort of bumped his head, or his hand off his forehead, as if to go, told you, come <laughs> on. I didn't actually, the two women that say, but that's the only line I've got. Mm-hmm. Um, was a bit pathetic, and also did point out that they're no good at writing for women. 
Well, who aren't rat bears. There weren't women there as part of the. But there weren't many people that weren't the core pythons mm-hmm. there. So, um, but yeah, the, they don't give. I didn't like the fact the only women that they did give parts to were just moaning, kind of whining plebs. Okay. So there we go. That's come up a few times. The uh, problem of problem of realistic women in Monty Python, but. I suppose can, none of the, all of these parts, the salespeople, etc., they could be women. There was no reason why they are all men. No, but it's, it's obviously the Pythons are going to play the main yeah. characters, aren't they? Yeah. Well, are they? But couldn't couldn't they? Can, even if women aren't writing with them, they could have cast women and they could have given Cal well, Cleveland one of those roles. That's like could be different men in it. It could be a lot of things, but it wasn't. It was this. Okay. All right. Just say it. Right. Um, we then had the hermits. Was that silly oh, no, from the very beginning? Wait. Too silly or not silly enough? I have some comments about the cartoony bits, but we can wrap that up. Oh, again, sure. I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, the hermits. I did, I mean, I liked the one hermit meet the other hermit. And um, then you realise, you know, the concept of hermits wasn't quite true if two can meet. Mm-hmm. But then they made the, played the joke too far by... All the hermit neighbours coming around and then talking about all the other hermits and and I just thought no, nah, I like the little joke when right. they played it five or six times over. I was like, no, I don't like this anymore. Okay, I quite like the way they played them as sort of gossip. The, ca- the characters way, yeah. themselves were quite good, mm-hmm. um, and the discussions about how to keep a drafty cave warm, mm-hmm. I thought was quite funny topic. So yeah, um, I just wish there weren't so many other. Hermits hanging about. Okay. What did you think of that sketch? Um, I quite like. I I agree with you, Kenneth. Kind of, it did slightly outstay its welcome. Mm. Um, as they went round. But I did like it later on mm-hmm. when um, Terry Jones, as the intercity rail guy, goes. Yeah. It, take, it takes quite a bit to pad out this to, 30, to 30 minutes. minutes. So I think there's an element of that, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Although that's also, because that's quite risky to yeah, say yeah. that. Again, so, yeah, you're bloody right. It's all wrong, 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 programs. Anybody could do this. But I quite like, with the, with the hermits one, as you see, can, they did think about, okay, if two hermits are going to chat about something, what would they chat mm. about? Yeah, well, they would chat about decorating their caves or keeping them warm. So there, there is thought in that. Mm. You know, can, it wasn't just, you know, we talked about the weather or anything like that. Can they... they they, they, they put thought, and they're clever, clever guys, clever guys. So that went, let's talk about the cartoons, because that went into the Botticelli's Venus cartoon, which was the bit you that I saw you laugh yes, at. Yes, when the hand came up and, and tweaked the nipple. That was funny. <laughs> I also think I remember this. Right. And then the legs going all, all yeah, funny. Yeah, she dances to the music on the radio yeah. that the nipple has um, turned on. Yeah, because the nipple is the radio um, mm-hmm. thing. Should we all say nipple one more time? Nipple. Um, so yes, that I did. And it was a little bit unexpected, you know, from nowhere. And that's what, you know, it also mm-hmm. made me chuckle. Um, then before that, they swept. I like the fact that he was sweeping up the people. Yes. And then they actually brought a sweeping brush and got the people. But I didn't like putting them through a mincer. Through a mincer. No, that was a bit too... A bit, bit of viciousness there. Yeah. But that's why I quite, I quite like that about Python, is that it'll suddenly pull you out of, ha, 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 this is all jolly japes. Mm. Uh, and have, oh, that's quite... Uh, Botticelli's Venus, you know, uh, you know, uh, an ideal of beauty. But what if the hair was minced people? 
Ah, now yeah, you're yeah. thinking. Yeah. And the previous cartoon was um, Full Frontal Nudity, which was the stereotypical dirty old man trying to catch a glimpse of Full Frontal Nudity at the... Um, at the, at the, yeah, the review and being thwarted at every turn by... For, for one but you pretty much saw it anyway. We didn't see all of it. That's why you wanted all of it. Yeah. Um, I did quite enjoy the, the, the woman that had the extensive pearl necklace. <laughs> I thought you were laughing at that. I wasn't laughing at that. I think I was laughing at everything. It was the noises that, that were being made. As, from the dirty old man. Don't get any ideas. <laughs> but then he called the um, the showman a pansy. Yes. That and again the showman acceptable today. Whipped off his trousers. Uh, he says, "What do you think of that, sailor? Would that not be acceptable as well?" I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I can't. I, I'm pointing out things that might be offensive, but I, I don't want to think about how offensive yes. they might be. But again, it's, it's, it's a character point, isn't it? This is a dirty old man. He is not supposed to be an admirable character. So, so is he allowed he, to do something offensive? Is he therefore allowed to use offensive language? A bit like the, the fairy tale of New York. Ah, you scumbag, you maggot, you ticked over Taggart. Yes. Yes. Um, And that's what the guy from the post, what's his name? Shane McGowan. Shane McGowan says, is it is a character in the song Mm -hmm. that's saying these words. The character is not accepted. Neither of the characters in this song are likeable. No, it's not him saying, it's not. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's acceptable. But um, I don't know. There's a bit of me that thinks if it offends people then maybe it's not acceptable. But then you get into a slippery but, slope yeah, of... All you'd say is that you're offended. Yeah. And you might not really be offended. You can use your mm. offence as a weapon. Weapon. Mm. Um, Suffice to say, if this podcast continues, we will have plenty of opportunity to speak about things that people might claim to be offended by in Monty Python. Oh, did they cause trouble at the time, or is it more in, in hindsight of... This front time. Oh, I mean at the time. At the time, time. okay. Yeah, quite famously. Um, so, uh, where have we got to go? There's a flasher. The flasher, yes. So you saw him open his... Uh, Dirty Mac. Dirty Mac, and you're behind him, and you see the faces of the women going, ooh, ooh, and going away. And then he turns around and flashes us, and he's just got a sign that says, boo. I think you did kind of slightly laugh at I that. Like, I, I liked the innocent simpleness of that joke mm-hmm. when you know the whole show is called full frontal nudity and mm-hmm. dirty old men and all this kind of stuff so it's just like that kind of made it that was kind of charming and pleasing as well as being a little bit surprising so mm-hmm. therefore funny okay good and um, that took us into uh, hell's grannies the it's Bolton. of the bolton streets yes um i quite liked them as Pepper pots. Mm-hmm. But did you like this one? Yes, yeah, so well, I think this is the yeah, I like this one. Did you not did you think is this another one that was too silly? Outstayed its welcome? I think they they extended the joke too much with the babies and the signs. Oh I I see I think I I thought I was ready for a couple more. The keep left I like the keep left signs. Really? Especially the fact that because there, were, there must have been children in those keep left signs. Because they were only little. 
Which is going to get, but again, and I thought actually, because they stopped it there, you just got the idea of it without it having to get too silly. Mm. I, I would have preferred it just being the old woman. Oh, okay. I, I also like them as the old, you know, their performances as the old women, especially when they, when tripped, they were over the tripped over the girl, yeah, uh, and they were just cackling like teenagers. Yes, yes. But old, old voices. Yes, yes. Uh huh. Interesting to look at this fifty years later to see, you know, do we still have the same view of young people? That they're out there causing trouble, which is where this comes from, you know. Okay, oh, you know, the gangs are terrorising our streets. Well, um, I don't know. I, we, I think you would have to be living in places that had gang problems mm-hmm. to really appreciate it. But I'm sure there are. There's still things in the papers and stuff about young people have nowhere to go and no facilities mm-hmm. to keep them busy, so they are on the streets and getting drunk and all this kind of stuff. So, yeah, I think we still do here. I just haven't personally experienced it. No. You never had, like, a group of teenagers, and you think, oh, I've got to go past these group of teenagers. No. No. I'd have to say, I'm not really sure I have it. No. But it is something I think about, oh, I don't want to have to walk past a group of teenagers. You don't want to have to interact with humankind at all. Well, that there is, there is that element to it. I think the other thing is that nowadays, unfortunately, there are some quite serious crimes get committed and we hear about those. Mm. So we don't hear quite so much. Although you, you do hear about it a little bit, about that there are no facilities for your people, what yeah. we to do but hang about and cause a low level of trouble. Nuisance. And uh, steal telephone boxes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, well, the, last, the last line is, of course, uh, I've heard of unisex, but I've never had it. Mm. Don't like that. No. Okay. I, I say that quite a lot. That's <laughs> I probably that why I don't like it. Quite a lot. Because so it's one go. of your favourites. It is one of my favourites. There's a lot in this, actually. I think, oh, I, I say that quite a bit. Like what? And just, you know, that, that sort of thing and stuff. How I think about things. So you know the noises when... that I make. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't like that either. Um, you know when he's uh, he said this, this parrot will be pushing up the daisies? Mm-hmm. It reminds me of that time we were in that stately home. Do you remember? Oh, yes. And we were talking about the digital TV switchover. And they're, they're two old wifey. They were the, the people that sit in the room. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the historians. And uh, I'm not sure they could have answered any questions. I think they were literally just there to make sure you didn't go across the you line. You didn't touch stuff, yeah. yeah. Um, so they were sitting there. One of them went, what is this digital TV all about then? And he says... Well, you need to get a digital because they're going to be switching over, switching off analog TV, and you won't be able to get anything through your yeah, antenna, yeah, 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 an aerial anymore. So, so she's like, so do I need to get a, a digital TV? Well, eventually. When is it meant to be happening? It was 2016. Was it 2016? Oh, well, I'll be pushing up the daisies by then. <laughs> It's so matter of fact yeah. that it's unaccepted. <laughs> and, and almost a relief. Oh, I don't have to bother oh, about that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, best performances by people. So we start with Graham Chapman, who was the colonel. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was Mr. Verity, who was the man who put a bag over his head if he said mattress to him. Yeah. Um, who else was it? I think that was probably about all he probably played. Probably colonel, but I wouldn't say it was a strong one. Okay. Um, Eric Heidel was the 
soldier who wanted to leave the army. Um, he was the other salesperson in the buying a bed. Yeah. He was the hermit, one of the hermits, and he was the sociologist in the Hell's Grannies. I think sketch. I would say the the soldier who didn't want to be in the war. Oh, I would say that I would I would say that was for the war. I would say the least of his performances. I would say his best of performances might have been the hermit, mm. who I thought was a bit like Margot Ledbetter from The Good Life. Oh yeah. Um and the set hair. Yeah, or the sociologist, which I quite liked as well. Uh, Terry Jones was multitudes of. He was the flasher. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was one of the Vercotti brothers who were mm-hmm. doing the arm protection racket. He was the bridegroom in the uh, buying a bed sketch. Uh, he was blacked up at one point as a uh, thing. He was one of the two naked men. Um, he was the British Rail. Uh, Maybe the British Rail one, just for for the line. Mm-hmm. Takes a lot to bat out these days, and I, you know. But I think you know, I know we sung his praises, and I think we will continue to. There's a lot. He played a lot of different parts there, yeah. and he played them all well. Mm-hmm. He, the nervous bridegroom, you saw yeah, that yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, John Cleese was uh, not a lot of John Cleese in this, really. Although he made a bit of a mark. I liked him in the bed scene. More than Mr. Fraulein bringing back the dead parrot. Oh, no, the dead parrot. Yeah. yeah the dead parrot. Yeah. That's, Sorry. That's almost a typical John Cleese performance, yeah, the, the dead parrot. It's all with in that, in that dead parrot sketch, what, having watched it, you know, many, many times yeah. now, watching it this time, I was like, what can you say that's new about this? What can you notice that's new about this? And what I noticed that was new about this is how quickly they are both suppressing laughter. I know. In that sketch. Um, and Michael Palin was the other Bracotti brother. He was the art critic who we didn't really speak about, talking about the nude and his. Oh, head. I didn't. I I didn't like. Bum! Oh, what a giveaway! I say that all the time. Bum! Oh, what a giveaway! I say that all the time. Uh, but I didn't like the ending of him strangling his wife. Did you not? No. I wondered about that. Mm. How you would feel about that? Unnecessary. Okay. Uh, he was. He came in eventually in the buying a bed sketch as one of the other salespeople. Mm. He was the other hermit. He was the pet shop owner and perhaps the other pet shop owner if it was a different person. Yeah, the pet shop owner. Okay. What, do you agree? Um, yes. Yes, I do. But I would say actually one of his best performances in this show, I think, was, was as the Hell's Grannies. He, uh, yeah. part- he was particularly good at portraying an old lady who was insolent. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think maybe that's the sort of strength of Palin is he can play a ridiculous character. A character that has different traits than you would expect. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that's us, isn't it? Uh, anything else to say about this before no. we say farewell to our faithful listeners? So, if there is uh, uh, no more to be said, then all that remains to be said is join us next time when we will once again introduce the Python. Hop the missus. Bye. Bye. Bye.